why is it so hard to make friends? And how do we overcome those challenges to make the friends that we want? We discuss this and more with special guest, Dr. Joy Clarkson on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for the people who love to have fun thinking deeply. That's you and us. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, friend of sinners, just like Jesus. And with me, as always, is my magnanimously misanthropic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and I've probably already used this one before, but lover of many people in the abstract actual lover of very few people in the flesh <laughs> i like the idea of people but you know sometimes actually befriending them is um uh, I, i'm very selective about who i spend lots of time with it was nice to meet you now go away well jesus only had 12 so that's not that's, that's true not i'm just like jesus that's the point of this <laughs> yes and with us today is a very special returning guest. She is an author, speaker, theologian, and podcast host with a doctorate in theology from St. Andrews University in Scotland. She speaks about culture and faith around the world on her own platforms and in publications like Mere Christianity, Mere Ortho, uh, excuse me, Mere Orthodoxy, Christianity Today, and Transpositions. She's the author of the best-selling book, Aggressively Happy, and host of the podcast, Speaking with Joy. She is the internet's big sister and my co-host, Little Sister. She is the generous, the gentle, the jubilant, Dr. Joy Clarkson. Joy, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. That was that was lovely. If only you guys could see my face. I moved through many, like, laughter and, and feeling complimented, and now I'm blushing. So very happy to be here. <laughs> very happy to have you. Actually, I have to say, it is fun to have you back. It have you been on enough that a I've run out of like J word compliments <laughs> to give you, so I have to go into the G's that sound like J's. I know I like gentle. I made me feel really good about <sighs> gentle myself. joy. Well, and it's fun because we actually joy typically lives in the UK, and today she is with me actually here in the city, which is really really fun that we actually get to record a sibling podcast together in my city at the absolutely beautiful Hepzibah House, which we talk about all the time because it's where we hold all of our events. Um, but we want to give a shout out because they are hosting us today and recording this episode with Joy, and the Hepzibah House is awesome. Uh, so it's really fun to be here with you, Joy. And we are both recording with me, but also with the attitude of Joy. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, <laughs> which will help you too, Joseph. Oh, man. Yeah, Nathan is getting so good at the segues. Yes, we are going to be discussing together how to make friends, which is very important for, I think, a lot of people. Um, but first, before we get started, Nathan, if people enjoy this conversation and want to engage more with our material and find other overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and send us all of their love and hate mail. Uh, we actually do enjoy getting both, uh, believe it or not. So if you're hoping to upset us, we just enjoy any attention. We're that desperate. Uh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, what is it where it's the, um, I hate you but you thought about but you did think about <laughs> yes, <me. laughs> yes. and if you want to actually make friends overthinking friends just like yourself you can head to our online community it's a private group on facebook called the overthinkers where there's now fourteen thousand people who are having fun thinking deeply getting into discussions uh posting articles memes pictures videos all sorts of fun things it's mostly memes but it's a lot of fun we want you there so go to the overthinkers private group on facebook and if you enjoy the podcast please consider leaving a review it really does help us so much 
and invite all of your overthinking friends to listen along. Very cool. All right, everybody to get ready. Everybody ready? Y'all ready for this? Well, I, I will get ready and I am ready. Yes, awesome. I'm in cool. a state of readiness. My body is ready. <laughs> awesome. Um, then we'll get started. Let's do it. So, Many people in the modern world are experiencing a crisis of friendship. According to the Survey Center on American Life, Americans today have fewer friends and talk to them less often than they did 30 years ago. In 1990, less than one-third, 27%, said that they had three or fewer close friends, while today that number is close to half, not 49%. Even worse, according to the Washington Post piece, Americans are choosing to be alone, Americans are spending fewer and fewer hours each week with the friends they do have, from six hours back in 2014, when the time spent with friends started to trend downwards, to four hours today. Trends are similar in other places in the Western world. This is distressing because multiple studies have shown, as if we needed to have studies to know this, that friendship is crucial to our mental health, as outlined in pieces like Psychology Today's The Dangers of Loneliness. The epidemic of loneliness is likely a huge part of the reason for the rapidly declining mental health across the modern world. And this is not something that people like. These same studies show that the less friends people have, the less satisfied with they are with the number of friends that they have. People are just having trouble making friends. So, Dr. Joy because you are now a doctor. Why do you think it is so hard to make friends today? Have you struggled with making friends? And what have been the barriers you found in your life uh, to making friends? And what have you found to be the most helpful ways to build and maintain the friendships that you want? Well, I just want to start by saying that I love that this is the topic of conversation for this podcast, because I really do, you know, it's a bit of a truism, but I really do think that you're your life is shaped, the color of your life, the taste of your life is shaped by the friends that you have. And um, there was a, uh, there was a TikTok going around a little while ago. I don't know if you saw this, where it was, it was this girl talking about the Bechdel test. And she was like, um, yeah, why do women always talk about, you know, men and gossip and blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, women obsessing over human connections, the foundation, <laughs> like the greatest predictor of happiness. Yeah. Why would they do that? You know, um, making the point that like, Actually, at the end of the day, not just romantic relationships, but friendships in general are the greatest predictor of mental health, of mm. of success in life and happiness in life in many, many ways. But you got to have friends. Um, so I think that I think when you get into your adult life and you're working, and you're trying to pay bills, and you're trying to do all these things, it can seem like a almost like a secondary thing to talk about. Yeah, hmm. or to pursue. Yeah, or to pursue. It's like, well, I will I'll I'll get into that after I pay off my college debt and, you know, get, my career get settled in at my job and blah blah blah. But it really is, I think, foundational to happiness, to to growth as a person and to um even that kind of more uh transactional word success, I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I mean, I think the other thing is it shows that People who are well connected also do better in life yeah. and careers, right? Because there's a sense that everything comes to the connection. Of course, yeah. Just on my own. I'm not so bad, but I'm not at my best. So that's that's just uh overall thing of saying I support talking about this. Well, we're, I, I'm we're so wise. This is we're so go us for having this topic. <laughs> we agree with you agreeing with us. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> easiest so, kind of agreement. Well, and yeah, I, I think this is actually an important topic because it's something that I have found more and more and more people talking about. And I think one of the things that, yes, it's you know, this episode is asking how do you make friends, but I think there's kind of a silent 
um, in parentheses after that, basically as an adult, because, you know, yeah. we have all these yeah. structures in place as we grow up, be it school, be it family, mm-hmm. where we have this built in community. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be Sunday school, it might be your class and wh- whatever it might, even through college, you have, you hear about people who say, I had my college, we were eating together, we were hanging out together, we we're going to class together. And then all of a sudden out of college, I'm going, I'm totally friendless. Mm-hmm. And, but no, there might be some people out there who have had a difficult time making friends period. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad we can approach this subject today because I think as you pointed out Joy this is a really important thing this is not a secondary issue Mm. it's not something well once I get all these things in order then I can go about making friends and in fact you pointed out that uh, making friends actually helps in the process of getting all of your life Mm. things in order and making connections and so it's really interesting to see um, how difficult it is for so many mm-hmm. people today to make friends and why that's such a felt need and how that actually might be having a negative effect on people's mm-hmm. on every inch of people's lives. Oh, yeah. You know, I always tell people when they and they talk about making in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, in, in my line of work, they you know, they say, well, how do you get roles in this movie or that movie or this movie? Did you how do you do the audition? How do you and I said, no, I, I knew the person. We were friends. We mm-hmm. got drinks. We ate together. We had fun and they wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. said, well, that. Oh, no, that can't be. It's like you have to learn how to audition better. Yeah, sure. Be good auditioning, but really go and make friends who are doing creative mm-hmm. things. And that will actually help your career, too. Not in this kind of um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours way. But you find that when you make friends, you actually do get further in the things you want to do because you can help each other and support each other. So this is a, a first issue. I'm also going to say this is like a random. This is just my brain on coffee thinking. Okay. <laughs> I also think that friendships, networks of friendships, are important in succeeding in romantic relationships. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. One of my one of my good friends in St. Andrews is a Lutheran pastor, and he was going off to one of his uh, friends' weddings, and he's helping. And he was like, "My gosh, they would never have gotten married if it hadn't been for all their friends, because they were just they were just drama, you know. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they would go to their friends, and their friends would help kind of mediate. And I think that you know. Oh uh, yeah. And next to this idea of like falling friendship is also falling romantic relationships, romantic partnerships. But I think that's because we need communities to like help balance us, help talk. You know, if you have somebody to talk about, somebody knows the person you're dating uh, and knows what they're like or why they do the weird things they do. Somebody can, you know, there's like there's importance, I think, not just in career, not just in personal life, but also in like romantic life that you need. Yeah. It takes a village to make a couple. Well. As we're pointing out, friendship is kind of the underpinning to so many things, be it career, be it uh, spouses. And so this is a really important thing to talk about. So we've established that it's important. Making friends (laughs) is important. And And of course, if people clicked and if people clicked on this episode, they probably already agree with that to some degree. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Maybe there's someone out there who's like, you know what? Who needs people? Who needs friends? (laughs) I don't want them. People! But it is interesting that this is such an issue right now for so many people having yeah. trouble making friends. Joseph, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the um, uh, one of the things I look at is, you know, again, the downward, the downward trend of how people have, you know, used to have an easier time, had more friends, used to have easier time making friends. And I think that, you know, Joy put, you know, point out something really really important and i actually nathan you in point something really important which is that things are part of the credit (laughs) (laughs) uh where things were easier when you were kids and i think that you know one of the things that's striking to me is that in my life in order to make friends i've needed two things i've needed um uh i've needed a place to meet people so that you know and then i could kind of see what they were like before um 
before I decided, yes, I want to seek out and just and uh, make a, con- a deeper connection with this person. And then I've needed a space where I could do that, you know, long term, where I could maintain that friendship. And of course, you know, as, you know, as a homeschool person, you know, I didn't have school to do that, but I would do that at church every Sunday, like meet the same people and say, oh, okay, this is a person I would like to make a connection with and then keep seeing that person. Yeah. Um, and in college, I did that in college. But of course, then now, you know, you have the only place people consistently go to is work because, you know, they may not be going to church and they certainly aren't going to school anymore. So they're only doing work. But of course, people are only going to work. Um, you know, they're, they're like staying at the same job for like three years max mm-hmm. is kind of the average. And so you're not able to gauge people and then maintain those relationships over time in the same way. So it's not done for you in the same way yeah. that it used to be for most of human history. And, you know, as you point out, Joy, like there's so much support. There was, um, I forget if it was, if it was uh, David Brooks who wrote an article about, you know, how the nuclear family was a mistake. And, you know, a hyperbolic title aside, his main point was that we used to live in um, a world of extended families mm-hmm. yeah. where it's like, you know, you didn't just live with your mom and dad. You lived with, you know, your uncles and your cousins. And, and they, of course, were part of a network of other extended families yeah. who all knew each other. So there was a support for all your relationships. And of course, if you were upset with one person, you could go talk to another person. Everybody had any. So there was now, again, we're we're becoming more and more atomized individuals who yes. you are, you know, to quote Jack Horseman, you are responsible for your own happiness when of course it's like, but I can't even be responsible for my own breakfast. So it's like to maintain friends is now you're not entered into something. You are responsible for making it all happen yourself. Yeah. And the, like you said, there's not spaces now to forget, you know, one of the things everyone says as well, you're just online all the time. That's so hard to make a real connection i think the reason people are, are online is because that's the only place they can find exactly and it is a place you can make real connections a- absolutely it is but there is something special about being mm-hmm. you know seeing people in, in the flesh and i think there aren't many spaces for that now you know we talk about work friends mm-hmm. but what's the likelihood that you'll have tons and tons maybe spiritually emotionally mm-hmm. whatever it is with just random people who get hired at the same job you're at so it's hard to have those places like we grew up mm-hmm. on a show called avonlea joy mm-hmm. this kind of goes to what um joseph was saying there's kind of this idea idyllic world in this little island in the turn of the century um, at the end of the 1800s and everyone knows everyone there's this consistency of relationship that happens over years over um, every day encountering spending time with yep. and seeing people and there's this real longing I think for that place and I think well, it's one that doesn't exist anymore and right life. well and to your, to your and you also made a point joy that like it helps with romantic relationships it's one of the reasons the romantic relationships that are most likely to not break up are the ones you meet at church and then after that friends Mm-hmm. And it's because, again, A, because you can watch that person in a sort of a neutral environment for a while to see if you want to date them, but then also because you have that support around it. So, yeah, the friendship yeah. is support for a lot of different Joy, things like that. Why don't we have friends right now? Because we establish is yeah. important. Why don't we have them? So, I mean, I think that we've already started touching on it. Uh, and I I'm, I keep on, like, not answering you guys' question, but this will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I think a big part of why we don't have friends is. It's a point both of you guys have made, which is that, um, you know, we don't have the common things that draw us together. So like you were saying, in college, you just have it's like a friendship laboratory set up for you. Right. You're doing the same things. You're talking about the same things. You're in the same space. You have similar schedules. So just like you you throw people together. But I think that um, I think one of the big reasons we don't have friends and one of the big barriers to making friends is friendship has to be about something other than just 
me wanting to be your friend, right? Oh. So, so uh, to quote Lewis, I which I'm like I'm to quote uh, Lewis quoting other people. He basically says, it's really "Okay, we do that a lot in this podcast." Okay. <laughs> yeah. you know, friendship has to be about something that you do together, whether it's mm-hmm. going to war together or, as he puts it, like you know, playing playing with white mice, like whatever it is, there has to be the sense that friendship is about something. And when you're describing the spaces where friendship is made, that's usually spaces where it enables connections over a shared, it can be a shared ideal or a shared value, or it can just be a shared enjoyment, right? Yeah. I mean, part of what is the the connecting element of your your space of friendship online for overthinkers yeah. is a shared love or shared enjoyment of overthinking. And yeah. I think that um, one of the barriers to friendship is that those spaces are, they're both decreasing, right? Because we don't assume that most people will go to church. Yeah. Um, I think also people move so much, like just yeah. kind of just the, 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 the migrant nature of the modern life. Um, that a lot of times when we come to friendships, and this is something I wrote about in my book, Girls Club, which I wrote a couple of years ago. Plug. Plug. It's <laughs> about, just about um, specifically kind of female friendships. I actually want to hear you in a second, continue your thought, but talk about your, I don't say gripe, but with um, art portraying female friendships versus males. I in will. a second, keep on going, sorry. Um, but I think one of the issues is that if all the statistics we're reading are true, everybody is pretty lonely yes. these days, yeah. right? And so when we come to friendships, when we come to like kind of dating, you, know, you have things like Bumble for friends where you literally yep. can like go on <laughs> yeah. for friends. It's not you're not like we now for... have dating apps for friendship. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't think is a bad idea. No, actually. Absolutely I think not. It's a great idea. Um, but the point is, we come to each other and we're like, hi, I need you to meet my like vast need for connection mm. that I'm not getting because the modern world is not set up for connection. And that's a lot of pressure to bring to someone you've just met. And yeah. And I think it kind of stalls. It actually stalls getting to know someone because there's so much pressure on that. So like most yeah. of the friends that I have, um, our friendship started around something. So like, mm. you know, my dear friend Elena, it was it was college, right? Yeah. Um, my, my college, grad school, even like the kind of early career part of your life where everything it's always about about something whether it's an experience you're sharing yeah Yeah. it's not just about this kind of endless vast need for you to connect with me so like as as sillily as this sounds i think that one of the best ways to make friends is not just to go up to somebody and be like hi please go out to coffee with me (laughs) it it feels very like like you know in elementary school when when you'd go are you my best friend you know or or like the the doctor is it dr seuss who does the are you my mother are you my mommy Yes. It's the kind of way, are you my, are you my, <laughs> are you my best friend? <laughs> Instead of doing that, um, pick something that you love and value or enjoy. I think enjoyments are vastly underrated. We are, yeah. We're all, we're all overly serious. And we think that we have to be like, I need to make friends through a Bible study. Yeah. And like, that is important <laughs> and you should do that. But if you, if you really like, if you really like the movies, go to the oh. movies and talk about your friends, right? That's what yeah. you guys do. If you yep. really like. If you really like a sport, do that with a group of people and real connection will be around that because then you're not just like trying to make someone else like consume your deep loneliness. Right. It's it's yeah. it's finding this is, something connect over. This is perfect. Joseph, I want you to because you have this thing that you talk about with how males and females make friends. And it actually goes exactly to what Joy is talking about, specifically the male um 
methodology in forming relationships. Okay, so yes, this is you. You people on, on this podcast have probably heard my rant about this, but uh, other people, but uh, definitely Nathan has heard this a lot. But so it's interestingly in psychology. There's been several studies that have done this where they talk about that when uh, men and women versus women make friends, they make friends slightly differently in the sense that women will tend to make friends, and this is cross-cultural, um, that women by looking at each other, mm-hmm. you know, and so looking at each other, looking at each other's faces, looking at each other's expressions, all that. Whereas men will tend to make friends by standing side by side looking at something else. Yes. And of course, so, you know, again, again, if or you, video games, so, so, which yeah. is why, again, our parents generation would make friends with uh, playing golf. And of course, we make friends, you know, playing video games or, you know, the joke, of course, always is, why is it that men, if they become best friends, have to start a podcast together? <laughs> Don't <laughs> because- have that. We which again yeah like looking directly at us as he say that but yeah it's because that's where the deepness of connection comes from is around a shared love a shared mission and of course you know evolutionary biologists and psychologists talk about oh of course you know in the early days men bonded over hunting or something like that whereas women bonded and so i think that there is if you're a you know so this is a kind of a sex slightly segregated thing where it's like okay if you're a guy or girl this might be different for you if you're a girl maybe you want to do something that's more around you know having brunch or having coffee or something like that whereas a guy is like okay maybe wow. you want to do something more about what's a mission maybe you can you do love together brunch. <laughs> exactly yes. he said it not me all right but that said I think you're right for everyone. Again, this is the Christian anthropology aspect of it. We're all built around supposed to be our love for God or an ideal or, you know, the the transcendent or we're meant to do something and to love something. St. Augustine said that, you know, what defines us is not what we think, but what we love. And James K. Smith also talks about that. So you're saying that being the first step of finding a shared love for guys or girls is a really important thing. Wait, really fast. Okay, you okay. first. So back to the Bechtel test, right? So the- yes. <laughs> so if, if, for those who don't know, the Bechtel test was this like feminist thing where it was like, do two women in a film talk about something other than a man? And that's yes. the Bechtel test. But I don't watch any films where that's that happens. That's it. <laughs> so, and, and it's supposedly this feminist thing because you know, if women were really empowered, they would talk about things other than men. However, yeah. I think that women talk now, of course, this can have a toxic side because it can have the gossipy thing. But I think women getting together and being like, did you hear what they said? And blah, blah, blah. I think <laughs> that is an that is a that is a version of absolutely a friendship that's about something other than just me and you. Yes. Cool. Because you're talking about relationships. Yeah. So you're it's talking about people and things and psychology. You know, yeah. that's a, a so fun I think, thing. I think it's still it's still that my friendship is about something beyond me. Right. Well, I was going to say, you know, during the pandemic, what this a lot of this was um, worsened during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We were 100%. separated. And w- that's really where this podcast came out of. We we love doing this podcast, Joseph and I, but it came out of both of us going, uh, we don't know how long this is going to last. We've been <laughs> in, our, in our apartments for, you know, a couple of years. And it turns out we were. And so what are we going to do to counteract that? Now, we could have just gotten together and sat there and talked, which we have done many times. Like we, Joseph and I talk yeah. very often, just for hours on end. But we also knew for there to be consistent friendship um relationship there there would need to be something in the middle and so we said yeah. let's start a podcast there's a multitude of re- reasons why we did but that was one of them is to have consistent relationship with people we liked who inspired who you know all those things and we added our producer nathan as well i'm here too i do want to talk about like the creation sort of and development of our friendship there because i think it has a lot of um 
uh, a lot of applications to some of the stuff we're talking about. But I do want to kind of move uh, to Joy and have her talk about it. So the first thing for people that's that's uh, about um, finding friends is, of course, deciding what you love and then uh, finding people who share that. What are what are some other ways that you found um, uh, creating, you know, to find those common spaces where you can build those friendships and then act on that when you have? I'm sorry this advice sounds so basic, but I would just say invite people into your everyday life. Mm. So, so like, um, food, food. Yeah. So there are things you must always do. You must always work. You must always eat. Um, Mm. you know, I must go to church like, you know, Mm. um, so like I'm thinking this, this season of my life has been interesting because I finished my PhD last year. So pretty much until last year, I had the, like some level of built-in community. Yeah. Um, but in the last year, the thing I've found that's been really helpful in um, making friends has been just inviting people into those things that you have to do anyway. So, like, yeah. I don't work in an office, so I often work at a coffee shop. So sometimes I'll just reach out to a friend who I know who would also want to work in a coffee shop, coffee shop and well, say, you did a really cool thing in Oxford a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about what that was and just kind of the inception or not the yeah. inception, the, the yeah. concept. So there was, um, you mean the scriptorium? Yeah. Yeah. So there was. This was something I came into. Somebody had started this study group where basically when you're doing a master's or a PhD, like most of it's very, you know, introverted. You just have to go to a library, read books. Isolated kind of thing. Yeah. Then you write about the books. So it can be incredibly, there's two things. One is it can be very lonely, but it can also be very kind of like unstructured because it's just all dependent on you going and making Mm -hmm. your own, you know, whatever. So someone started this, um, this study group where you'd go at 930, you'd have morning prayer. Everybody tell each other what they were going to get done for the day. It'd be way more ambitious than you actually should be. But, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> and then you, we would do like, you'd work for an hour and a half, you'd have a 30 minute break, everybody get coffee, work for an hour and a half, have a lunch break, work for an hour and a half, you know, 30 minute coffee, work for an hour and a half, evening prayer. And it sounds so simple, but it but was like, a lot of times you guys would just sit around and study in the same room. You're just, you're just, together. you're just spending time in the same room, not speaking, doing your own thing, but just, that created such interesting conversations. Um, it created a space for lack yeah, of a yeah. better. It like practically, and I think even as I've moved past that, you know, I'm not a student anymore, so I can't exactly do that because mostly all students. But I still imitate that, and like mm-hmm. I'll I'll say to my friend who's also finishing a PhD, "Do you want to go sit at a coffee shop and work, mm-hmm. and then we can go to lunch?" And it's something as simple as that, or even like um, one of my friends and I just kind of made it a thing that I didn't know her almost all at the beginning of the year. We went to the same church. And I said, do you want to go to dinner? And so we would just always go to church and go to dinner. The rhythm, the rhythm yeah. so, aspect of so seeing someone. inviting someone into your everyday life and then making it a habit. Well, and I'm going to add to that and I'm going to throw it to Joseph for kind of one of his ideas, but I'm going to build on top of that a little bit is there's, I love the idea of inviting people into your life and, yeah. and choosing to, and to invite, it means take initiative, right? right. And you're initiating contact with someone and saying, let's spend time together. And like you said, that doesn't have to be, let's go to a ball together. It's yeah. the normal things. Let's take a, hey, we go to work in the same way every day. Can we walk together and just yeah. talk? Yeah. Hey, we go to the same coffee shop after, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think there's also another thing, just when you get to the coffee shop or when you get to that walk or when yeah. you get to that dinner, there's something that I think I've seen a lot of people really lack. And Joseph and I have talked about this, Joy. We were raised all as pastor's kids here mm-hmm. and so we were taught that we were 
this was beaten into our skulls from a young age, which was ask them questions, yes. ask them questions, <laughs> yes. and show active listening. And I'm really glad it was because it's been a very beneficial tool in my life mm-hmm. for connecting with people. And essentially what that is, and this is in the book I'm going to bless later, but it's the whole concept of be interested in other people. And now this sounds mm-hmm. simple, but you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think anyone out there is going to be surprised when I say this, how bad most people are at it. Oh, yeah. Because we're all very interested in ourselves and so we go to these coffee dates where we try to make friends or these places and we go i'm gonna go and i'm gonna let everyone know who i am and i'm gonna tell everyone about myself and it turns out everyone else went there with that thing too so everyone's just there talking basically Mm -hmm. to themselves and about themselves which is another version of the like i have a profound need to connect here is everything i want you you know yeah connect to something i'm saying and so it's hard and it takes practice, mm-hmm. but it I, I can say it's been incredibly beneficial. If you want to start mm-hmm. testing who might be a friend and who you might want to connect to, mm-hmm. go find people and be incredibly interested in them. Be curious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ask them questions. And then you'll probably stumble along someone who will know that and be curious about you. Yeah. And then that is how friendship is made. It's a giving kind of thing. It's a given thing. What a terrible I, yeah, and I have two other things to add to that. One is you'll get in here some, sometime, yeah, Joseph. It's okay. It's okay. It's the Clarkson's. You're with two Clarksons when, the Clarksons, you're never when, you put, talk. when you put two Clarksons together, yeah. you know also, you're you're the you're the you're the secondary character. Yeah. <laughs> we also have the style of communicating where no one pauses in between. You just have to wait until someone starts like you know fading you to, out. You have to like fight your way into the yeah, conversation. You get a little before it ends. Anyway, um, two things. One is um, I always say, so like. In dating, right? At some point, you have to be willing to like, you know, the, the phrase is always "put yourself out there," right? Yeah, you have to be I like you. <laughs> um, but I think that the same thing is true with friendship. Like, you just have to be willing to just be the person who goes, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" Yeah. Um, and reconcile yourself to being the person who does that. Yeah. Um, so so just be willing to be bold. Um, have enough self worth that if, if someone ends up not hanging out with you, you'll be okay. It's, you know, just, and just give it a shot. A little unguarded. You have yeah. to let a little of your personality fly. Be dorky. Yeah. You know, yeah. the Don't right people will like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be yourself because no one else can do that thing like you do. Right. Okay, Joseph. Yeah. You're at. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad I'm going to be heard. Finally. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah. Now, I will say this is all, this is all fantastic. I'll say that the, the friendships that I have developed and have been really important in my life. Plus Nathan Clarkson. <laughs> Zing! Um, have really been um, because I either was plopped into spaces where, you know, I could see and observe and experience and have shallow kind of interactions with people, you know, um, and then could take the initiative and say, okay, this is a person I want to have a deeper connection with. Yeah. And then had to put myself out there and say, I mean, I literally, again, you know, again, being a homeschool kid, I didn't develop this stuff as a skill until I was in college. But like in college, I was like, okay, I like this person. We have we have shared values and shared interests and shared loves. And I like hanging out with them. I want to make them a consistent part of my life. And I'm going to go up to them and tell them that. And yeah. by the way, I had people who like said, who actually sat me down and said, I'm not interested in being your friend. And like, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, 
and later on, like they even some of them even like apologize and say, "Wow, that was really harsh of me." But like, like that was like that's something. But those were the friendships that I've still maintained today. They're my best friends. I came out of was that I said, "I know this is the person I want to have a consistent friendship with." Yeah, and um, and then doing that, and of course, acting then it does on, mean yeah. acting on it exactly. And then, of course, the ones that have lasted have been the ones where we've been able to build those as rhythms into yes, uh, into rhythm. life. So again. Again, we going back to sort of us, just because I don't want to throw anybody else under the bus other than people who actually the yeah. podcast people already know. But um, but is that you know our podcast nights are a regular rhythm for us. Movie nights are a regular rhythm for us. We're saying, yeah, we're going to prioritize this over other things. We have things. a little group of overthinkers, like like just a handful. I mean, like four or five, who every weekend decide we're going to go see a movie, and we're going to go to a place after, and we're going to talk about the movie. Yeah, that rhythm <laughs> created. Are the relationships that get me through my life right now. Yeah, but the face. thing is, we decide that we're going to not do other things yeah, because we're yeah. going to make sure. Now, of course, obviously, we can make exceptions, but like having that be the regular rhythm of life is what we come back to, even and if of course, life gets crazy and busy. Again, so like, you know, just say like, the reason that Nathan and I met was, A, I joined a group called, you know, that was about Christians in the entertainment industry. And I got to know somebody there who then I went together to a film f- festival with because we made a film together. And then he introduced me to Nathan. And then we got, then Nathan, went, when he moved near the city, reached out to me and said, hey, let's go meet up and just hang out. And, and then, it was only a matter of time before two guys who hung out said, we should start a podcast. We should start a podcast. <laughs> then, we were, then we were like, no, we literally were like, man, our conversations are so interesting. Other people should hear them too. <laughs> the world does. The world needs our conversations. There's not enough 30-something guys talking online. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Well, this is fun. I want to give Joy any last words as to what she might say to someone. Yeah out there who is saying, oh, man, I wish I was. What I've heard a lot is that friendships are reserved for people who have a particular kind of personality or a particular mm-hmm. kind of amount of money or a particular kind of uh, social status or place they live or come from family. If how does if there's someone out there who's going, I, I want to make friends, I'm having such a hard time. Just as we wrap up, what would you say to them? How do you give them hope? And just any last final kind of things on this subject of how do we make friends? Um. This is going to sound like a funny thing, but be an interesting person in yourself for yourself. Oh, okay. Um, oh, this is good. You know, a part of making friends, I think, if you're trying to find people, if, if we think about friendship as being about something other than just meeting our own needs, it has to be about things, then you have to have things that you care about, right? You have yeah. to have hobbies you care about, ultimate, you know, ultimate things, what you believe about yourself, about God. So I would say cultivate who you are and have mm. confidence that you are an interesting person that brings something to the world and that when you invite someone into your life, um, there's stuff to look that at. There's stuff to look at. Yeah, yeah. Think about your life like an interesting home where when someone comes into your life, they can go around and go, what is this thing on your shelf? Is they like? actually want to hang, spend time yeah. in you, yeah. the, the home that is you. But I think that comes with... Um, cultivating interests and also having a confidence that you are you are interesting you're worth connecting with and kind of taking that confidence and then being others oriented i think yeah. a lot of friendship is 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 about 
it's really, you know. Service oriented. Well, it's about, we talk about this as love, but I think friendship is also about willing the good of the other. You know, it's investing yeah. in somebody else, caring about their growth, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I would say just be persistent, invite, keep, I think that's a big part of it is it just keep inviting people in, keep being persistent, um, be open to others, be interesting and, and know that you are worth, you're worth being a friend. There's the kind of two sides of the coin. One is that you're worthy of love and connection, et cetera. And the other side is become a more interesting person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and bring and, and be excited about and confident about bringing what is interesting about you to the world. I love that. That's awesome. Awesome. Now we get to uh, go to resources that will hopefully, probably not, but hopefully help <laughs> in your attempt. Be to confident, make- Nathan. They will be very helpful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, blesses and curses. Joseph, yes. you want to explain? Yes, yes. So this is the part of the show where we um, take a work of art, media, or resource on our topic, and we either recommend it to you as something that will be helpful in exploring this, um, so we bless it, or we say, yeah, you should stay away from this. And if your friends are doing going into this, you should steer them away from it too. Um, and we call it cursing it. So Dr. Joy, you have been uh, a part of this. So you know how this this goes at this point. Do you want to um, go first? Or do you want to act- give your also your spiel about <laughs> how, yeah. how difficult it is to find uh, friendships of a certain demographic? Yeah. Yeah. So I will, I'll first do my very vague curse because I remember being really indignant about this, like, (laughs) and now I can't remember why exactly I was. Um, But when I, so I wrote a book with my sister and mom called Girls Club that was about friendship and about how to be a good friend, how to cultivate friendships in a lonely world, all that stuff. Go by it. It is good. I haven't read it, but I'm sure it's good. Um, (laughs) and, And one of the things that I remember was when I was looking for examples of female friendship. Two things. One is there are a lot. I think there's a lot more examples mm. of male friendship, yeah. positive examples. So, you know, you said Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I'm trying to think. Help Tag me out. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, Tag Brothers. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot more male friendship. There's also a lot more male groups of friends. That's not something we've talked about, but I think that a part of friendship is also friend groups. Right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And and most of the stories about female friendship, okay, the ones that come to my mind are. Mean Girls, Pride and Prejudice, Sex in the City. Wow, there's wow. there's all these, and there's two elements to it. One is the positive Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Pretty Little Liars, very oh. positive example. Yeah, of that's friendship. great. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but there's there's two dynamics. One is usually the positive examples are one on one friendships. Hmm. So we don't assume that groups of girls can be friends because there's an assumption Aunt that if Diana, you do, yeah, yeah, exactly. And Shirley and Diana are a good friendship group, but because there's an assumption that if you put a whole bunch of girls in a room, they'll start competing with each other, they'll figure out who's a pretty interesting. Um, and I'm gonna curse that phenomenon. Phenomenon. Because you've had multiple groups of girlfriends. This is possible. Yes, it is possible. I'm cursing that because it is possible. And I think that um it's possible because there's enough room for us all ladies like yes the, the narrative that there can only be one powerful girl in the room that that is that is that I actually is love character. women supporting women i think that's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. and good absolutely. thing absolutely let's so see I, it happen yeah i think women can absolutely support each other have groups of friends there's enough room for everybody in the room build each other up make room for each other um so i i curse the the narrative it's not that that doesn't exist that women can't be catty etc etc well and once i got married women didn't need to continue competing 
exactly. Women, that, that. <laughs> okay. The, okay. Okay. Yeah. Deflate the, just let a little air out of that. Just to make us <laughs> a little smaller. Um, so I will curse that. Can I come back to my blessing in a minute? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Clarkson. We're going to change the format. Here we go. That's um, okay. It's just you got got to let it happen. Yeah, just got to roll with the flow. I I will. I'm going to be so um for my bless. So I guess unoriginal, but I will say if people ask me, and I don't know, I don't know if this book is actually safe anymore. This could get me canceled. But this book actually had a huge influence about the methodology by mm. by which I went about making friends. Mm. And I read it when I was like I don't know, 11, 12, 13, something very young. And it really like today still informs how I meet and interact with people. And this really unbelievably, I hate to say it, it works. It works. And it's essentially what I said earlier, but it's, the book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Cancel. Yes. Oh, well, there you go. It's bound to happen. Gentlemen, it's been an honor. Yeah. <laughs> danger, danger. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything offensive in there. But yeah. I'm sure that Nathan Sher will have a good coat away for right there. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. But this book, is, it's a simple, it's like boundaries or a lot of the books we suggest that have this simple concept, but it's actually a very pungent, pungent? It's a strong concept. It smells really strongly, yes. The kind of smelly smell. The smelly smell that smells smelly. <laughs> in a good way. In a pungent, in a good way concept. Uh, what I mean by that is it works and it works well. And essentially it's learn how to be interested in other people. Mm -hmm. And because yeah. that's our heart's desire is to have someone interested in us. And so if you can do that, you will connect with people. But the explanation of it is really great. You'll read it in a couple of days, but check it out. It's a really good book. I have not read the whole thing. I've heard one, um, one lecture on it and the person there, um, uh, at the school said one of the most important like words you can say is um tell me more about that yes <laughs> you yes. know one of the powerful phrases in the english language and you, to your credit you actually do say that a lot so well done <laughs> um, now you know where it's from i couldn't think of like a great curse so i'm just going to curse a really obvious one i'm sure i've cursed it before friends again i'm not cursing <laughs> this for like any deep reasons and i'm sure i'm making it. a lot of people angry but i'm a how i met your mother stan and so <laughs> yes. i have to play sorry Same. friends is out um and i have i'm not going to give you any reasons so <laughs> it's curse it. yeah it's curse it's it's cool enough to curse now that it's i think you can avoid giving an explanation for but it. actually how i met your mother is a good kind of visual representation of adult yeah. friendship and a consistency of friendship over a long period of time so i'll bless that actually too oh yeah, yeah, no, they, yeah. Well, again they show that they actually they they meet together regularly yes they share you know interests and experiences they support each other and hold each other accountable no it's a good it is a good picture of, of how that looks editor's note so you mean like friends? Checkmate. Yeah. Um, I will. Wait, 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 hold on. Joy, did you come up with your. I did. I did. Oh, cool. cool. I, don't All right. if, I don't know if it's kosher to bless another podcast, but there is a podcast. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Cause we're on a podcast. Anyway, there is hey, we'll, we'll allow it. Podcast okay. friendships. There's room for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Enough air in the room. Um, no, there was so comment magazine did an issue on friendship. Oh, cool. So it's Ooh. a magazine and they did it. And then they did a podcast series. And I feel a little bit self-conscious recommending it since I also did an episode on friendship on should, that podcast series. You, are you blessing the episode you were on? No, I'm blessing the issue of the magazine and the series because I thought it was really interesting. Great.
Awesome. Check that out. Great. Yeah. Get some good advice on there. Um, okay. So I'll try to be quick with mine. I am going to bless um, probably one of my favorite movies about friendship that came out this year. Um, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, so oh I really good. want to see that. So it good. is that so good. Yes. Yes. It's, like, it's, it's like my favorite movie this year. Okay. It, yeah, same. So um, it's, no, it's for people who don't know, it is the movie where Nicolas Cage plays a caricature of himself, Nicolas Cage, um, going through a bit of a midlife crisis as an actor who who's kind of down and out. Um, but he then uh, makes a friend that... Um, gets him involved in a, and basically an action movie that's a parody of other Nicolas Cage action movies. But it is a really beautiful celebration of friendship and how the friendship between these two guys that's really deep and really sincere and meaningful can um, be redemptive of other areas of her life. Because eventually, again, he's Nicolas Cage is having trouble with his marriage and family. And this guy actually, you know, sits him down and says, no, you have to fix this you know and but they and they unironically tell each other that they love each other it's a it's a beautiful beautiful and very fun movie so i think that that's yeah. uh uh we've we blessed other tale, stories about friendship on this podcast but this is one that came out this year and it's like people as far not as enough, pure enjoyment like yeah. i just had such a good time oh yeah also yeah. just reinvigorates my love of nicholas cage oh yeah <laughs> yes, he deserves yeah. Right. that love divert deserves to be reinvigorated in all of us absolutely yeah, absolutely <laughs> Um, then I'm going to curse, um, uh, I'm going to curse the pineapple express. Um, I typically, I, I, I abide that, that, that works. I, I mean, you know, again, I typically avoid Seth Rogen comedies because oh. they are very, um, bad examples of men using friendship to keep themselves immature. Oh. Basically, typically. Um, and so I avoid yeah, them, but bad I, behavior. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So they support each other's bad behavior. Um, and uh, the uh, basically it's like they're using the friendship to keep each other as it's okay to stay man child, you know, forever. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and, uh, you know, typically I don't watch them, but I had a coworker put it on in the office while we were watching. So I saw like, it, and it was just like, this is just, this is garbage. It is all about yeah. like, I want to stay a, a child forever and my friends can help me do that. And that's a, I'm, I, so it's, I think that that's, that is the, of course the negative flip side of friendship is you can use friendships in that way. Yeah. Um, we'll do another episode on like what kind of friends you actually should avoid. Make. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. has a lot to say about that. Mm. That's the proverb. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, that's those, that'll be my blessings and curses. Um, Great. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Joy, for, for joining us for this. Um, if people want to, uh, if people as they should um, really thought you had a lot of really good things to say and they want to see more of what you do, uh, what would you like to recommend? How can they get in touch with you? And what uh, would you like to recommend that they engage with? Well, thank you guys as ever for having me on the podcast. It's always a pleasure. Oh, um, and if you want to read or listen to more of what I do, I have a podcast called Speaking with Joy. I also have a Substack because I'm now very cool. I don't Ooh. even know what that is, but oh. everyone do it or go to it or yes. buy it. It's basically, it it's basically like just a, a newsletter. Cool. Um, I have that. And then I wrote a book, which you should definitely buy, called Aggressively Happy. Mm. Don't be scared off by the title. We did we did an episode about it. Yes, yeah, we did an episode. Yeah, it's, it's the one on toxic positivity. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's it's a book in favor of toxic positivity. <laughs> um, 
I'm teasing. It's not. Um, it's very good. Yes. I read the first chapter, and that's probably the most I've ever read of Fellow Clarkson. <laughs> and so that is a big improvement. Go read um, Aggressively Happy. I, I enjoy that a lot of the reviews on Amazon were like, I thought I was going to hate this, but it was actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means you either have a good title or a bad title. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I think a lot of people read it preparing to hate read it. Yes. And then they didn't. So that's go. Good. So yeah. Well, and I'll also suggest people go get Girls Club too, because yeah. it's another book where you explore friendship. So buy every book by Joy Clarkson and Nathan Clarkson, but uh, I guess for Joy Clarkson for now. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys. Well, it's of good course. to have you. And if you want to get in touch with me, the other Clarkson, uh, you can just search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials or go to my website, NathanClarkson.me. Fantastic. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, josephholmstudios.com, or you can find me on any of the socials as well. And of course, you can find my work discussing movies uh, and TV from a faith-based perspective at um, religionunplugged.com. Thank you again so much for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.